ladies and gentlemen, I love the smell of diesel in the morning and in the afternoon and in the night. And what you are feeling right now is absolutely and unequivocally the change in the energy. That's what's happening currently worldwide. Thanks to the Canadian truckers who we devote our show to today. We have been stunned watching what happens when the actual valuable people in society stand up. When the real patriots, the real backbone of a society stand up. Not the people who complain inside of classrooms or on Twitter. Not the people who go and watch the latest woke Hollywood screeds and tirades and award shows and then weep into their lonely existence in their single apartments in Soho or in Williamsburg or in Brooklyn. They cry in their Uber Eats boxes all around them with their cat alone and they're 49 and they're full of Chardonnay. Those are not the people who run society. The people who run society are the truckers. And so when the truckers stand up and when the truckers say unequivocally, no more tyranny, they can shut it down. You hear a lot from the left. We're going to shut this down. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's see. You have no job. You have no power. You have no value in society. So you can shut down absolutely positively nothing. A trucker on the other hand, and in this case of Canada, 50,000 truckers getting off the road, blocking highways, blocking entries, and stopping deliveries. Deliveries of your goods, services, gasoline, food, the items at Target, or if you are in Quebec, Target. I think that is the French. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to have a society for long if all of the truckers revolt. That's because the truckers are real people. The amazing thing is that when the tyrants pass laws, the little people who've been sitting in their little cells, isolating this whole time, triple maxed, triple vaxxed, triple whatever, triple scared. Those people, those people are the ones, it doesn't hurt them. It doesn't hurt them. The people that have to go out every day and do real work, those are the people that it affects. Here in this country, in America, we stand with the Canadian truckers. Unfortunately, uh, for Canada's sake, they didn't have a President Donald Trump who put three incredible justices on the Supreme Court who said unequivocally in a six to three decision that it is illegal, unconstitutional, and downright effing evil for you to have a vaccine mandate to work. What that means is effectively you are a slave. Yeah, I know. Sounds a little crazy, but it's true. The reason why is because the definition of slavery is that somebody else controls your body. It means that somebody else can control what goes into your body. They control your labor. They control what you eat, how you sleep. They have control. You have no bodily autonomy. The government of Canada has said effectively, Justin Trudeau being the person saying this, has said effectively that the people of Canada are his to control, that their bodies belong to him. All your body are belong to us. And so that those people in Canada have to do what he says. They have to inject the medicine that he says to inject. Otherwise, they can't eat. They can't sleep. They can't breathe. They can't provide food for their children. The truckers were the people most affected by this. A lot of truckers from rural parts of Canada didn't want to take the vaccine. Well, in, my, in this host's opinion, that's their damn choice. And it's their choice because their body belongs to them, not to the government. And so we reach a, a inflection point here where the truckers are revolting and saying unequivocally and with one single voice, enough. They drove their trucks in the largest convoy in human history, according to, the, according to some sources at the Guinness Book of World Records, 50,000 trucks long and more to come, 
drove their trucks to Ottawa, the capital of Canada, and turned it into Truckistan, turned the capital into Dieseldorf, and are now in control of the capital. And it is a thing of beauty. What do the truckers want? Well, we could say a lot, and the corporate media is saying a lot about these truckers. They're slandering them, defaming them, defacing them in a way that they would never do to like a riotous or violent uh, BLM or Antifa rally. People who actually went out of their way to assault, to destroy, to burn, to torch. No, no, no. These truckers are just sitting there doing what? Honk, honk. That's all they're doing. Honking. These truckers honk. They honk their horns. And it's amazing to tune into the live streams and just hear all of the honking. But what's more important than the honking is what the truckers have to say. And we have that clip. Here, clip number three, Sam, is what the truckers have to say about what they're doing, why they're doing it, and how long they're going to stay. Why did you feel it was important to come to the event? Because I want to fight for the freedoms of Canada and my grandchildren and my kids. All right. And how long do you plan on staying? I plan on staying until it's over. Until Justin resigns, all mandates are lifted. All right. And what would you say to Trudeau if he was here right now? I would ask him if he's going to listen to the people and let the people have a choice. Because we don't have a choice in his legislation. Awesome. Uh, Anything else that you want to add? Freedom! (laughs) Freedom! Amazing. We love that guy. And it's so important how he started that conversation. There's a clip going around that's viral right now of the truckers praying the Lord's Prayer before making having a decision to meet, whether they stop blocking the roads. These truckers are here for our children. They're here because if we do not stand up now, then we will be absolutely and unequivocally condemning our children and future generations to a type of dysphoria, a biomedical security state where your rights now become privileges. Every time you load a vaccine passport onto your phone, when a government entity has the capacity to take away your right to movement, your right to breathe, to free speech, to free association, all these things that are promised to us in our founding documents in this country, every time you do that, your rights become privileges. And those privileges, they go from something that was given to you by God because you have the spark of life in your soul, and it was given to you by God upon your birth and upon your rightful ascension into a Western enlightened society that respects the individual and respects the rights of man and women, free men and free women. Ladies and gentlemen, free men and free women no longer when you are handing over the right to trade, the right to live, the right to eat, the right to breathe, the right to work to the government to an app, to a system of privileges that can be stripped away from you. And we see this, of course, every single day in communist China. The Olympics are coming up around the corner in communist China, and we watch day in and day out as millions and millions and millions of Chinese get locked down by fiat, their buildings literally soldered shut, as the government just decides that their rights mean nothing, and that the party is everything, and the state is everything. Ladies and gentlemen, Vladimir Lenin the founder of the Soviet Union, a butcher, a mass murderer, and of course the founder of the uh, Bolshevik Revolution in, in Soviet Russia, he famously said that freedom is very, very precious. 
So precious, in fact, that we have to have limits on it. That's right. It needs to be limited. That is why the tyrants around the world always try and limit your freedom. This country was far too free. And Justin Trudeau knows it. So, Justin Trudeau, a man who has worn blackface so many times, we've all lost count. A man who is now in hiding. Now, reports came out today that he has COVID-19, okay? And that he's going to be isolating just in time for the truckers to arrive in the Capitol so that he doesn't have to face them. How incredibly convenient. We hope that Justin Trudeau grabbed his blackface kit on his way out the door, uh, left uh, and grabbed the only thing that he really cares about, uh, uh, which are his, uh, what does he dress up as Aladdin or something like, right? Like he dressed up as, as Aladdin. He's worn blackface like four or five times now. What is wrong with this dude? I don't know. Something like having Fidel Castro as your father. Um, but either way, Justin Trudeau, total coward, runs away and then has the audacity to prattle out to his front porch and say this about the truckers calling them a small fringe minority. Clip four, let's go. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. Next question. Well, it doesn't look very small or fringe now, Justin, does it, when it's taking over your streets and preventing you from going to work and preventing anyone really in Ottawa from going to work. This is called direct action. The left uses it a lot. The left says this is direct action. We want to bail out BLM riders. We want to bail out Antifa. We won't even talk about Antifa. We'll bail out BLM riders. We won't even answer questions about Antifa. And we will make sure that the direct action that we don't agree with gets slandered, maligned, and ridiculed. These people, they are such hypocrites, such transparent hypocrites. It's a disgusting thing to see. And it is disgusting to hear. It is even more shocking when you watch old clips of Justin Trudeau talking about freedom. That's right. When Justin Trudeau, when it was in, when it was inside of his capacity to talk about freedom and bodily agency as a tool in order to gain more power, Justin Trudeau was happy to describe how people's bodily agency was theirs and they had the freedom to do what they wish with their own body. This was when Justin Trudeau was on his ascension to power, you see. But now that Justin Trudeau has the ladder and he's at the top, he's going to make sure that ladder gets pulled up and that nobody can follow him up the ladder. Watch Justin Trudeau from a few years ago talking about what freedom means in Canada. This country is a country of openness, of respect, of compassion, of the rule of law, of the rights of the individuals, of freedom. Freedom from fear, freedom from crime, freedom to love who you want and not be judged for it, freedom to do what you want with your body, with your body, with your body. Freedom to do what you want with your body. That's right. Quotes 
from Justin Trudeau. But that was a more simple time, you see. Justin didn't have power back then. Now that he has power, your body belongs to him. All your base are belong to us. That's right. But not the truckers. The truckers are saying no and saying unequivocally that freedom is what they want. And they want a future where their children can choose freedom for their bodies as well. It is amazing, truly, how it flips. It is amazing how quickly the narrative changes, how quickly the shoe is on the other foot. And when the tyrants have power, they wield power. Now what you are seeing is will to power from working people, and not just in Canada, all around the world. Playing on the screen right now, you can see truckers from the Netherlands, Brazil, Germany, Australia, rolling through their countries in, the, that, that, that is a German sign there, that is truckers in Germany, this is truckers in Brazil, I'm watching here along with you. Truckers in Brazil also wanting the same thing that the Canadian truckers want. The beautiful thing about freedom, about watching people protest tyranny, is that it is infectious. And it is so important that we have the internet right now. It is why we are devoting so much of our show today to the truckers, because we must tell their story. The corporate media is going to slander them. I was watching Morning Joe, and they were maligning these people. And we're going to get to what... Justin Trudeau says when he came out of hiding uh, later, but it is absolutely imperative that we tell their story and that we support them now. The truckers need our support. We stand with you. I'd probably be up there reporting on this right now. I love, I, we have a man on the street show. I would love to go up there, but I refuse to comply with Canada's tyrannical vaccine passport, so I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be going to Canada, I guess, or traveling abroad anytime soon. I will not comply. So, ladies and gentlemen, as the truckers assembled in Ottawa, Americans assembled in Texas, a border that was indeed uh, also a real problem. The Canadian border is a problem because the truckers are now blocking access into Canada. That's happening in one of the major, one of the major pipelines from the U.S. to Canada. I'm telling you, they're going to break the system right now by doing this. They, the supply chain is so weak right now, they'll break the system. They'll get anything they want. Truckers keep on trucking. A broken system is what's happening on our southern border, not too far from where Donald Trump spoke this weekend. This is a shot of the rally. According to reports, this is one of the largest rallies in the history of Texas. Donald Trump's electric Save America rally in Conroe, Texas, Saturday night, uh, was the biggest rally in the history of that state, the biggest political rally. The biggest crowd of any of its kind in Texas. Early estimates put the rally audience at 90,000 attendees, possibly more. 90,000 attendees. For those of you who followed the 2020 election closely, you will remember that Joe Biden could barely fill up a phone booth or like a line at Chick-fil-A. Uh, is approximately the size of Joe Biden's rallies. In fact, I've seen, I've traveled this weekend and I was in the Dallas-Fort Worth airport and I saw a line at Chick-fil-A that was longer than, or bigger and had more people in it than any Joe Biden rally I've ever seen. Ladies and gentlemen, it was pathetic. It was pathetic. And to this day, Joe Biden still wanders around the country uh, with virtually no audience, even though he has been inside of the West Wing and the White House for uh, approximately a year plus. So, what do you have to show for it? Probably less than ever, actually. Donald Trump drawing bigger crowds than ever. It's amazing how that works, isn't it? The slingshot, the boomerang 
swings right back around, hits you right in the mouth. You try to shut this guy down. You cancel him on social media. You ban him on all things uh, and all ways that he can speak and communicate with the American people. And what happens? You make him more powerful. Isn't that amazing? Strike me down and I will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine is what Obi-Wan Kenobi said. And the lightsaber was in Donald Trump's hand and he was a slashing on Saturday night. If you didn't tune in, we have our favorite clips for you from Good Trump. We call this Good Trump. Good Trump is the Trump. And we'll play the clips here for you in just one second. We have a uh, compilation to play for you. But Good Trump is this, a Trump that looks into the future, not into the past. There are very important things in the past, but you cannot run a campaign. If that is what Donald Trump wishes to do, he must present an alternative uh, alternative vision for America. He has to activate his base going into the future, not in the past. And he's going to have to trust the process and run a lot smarter. Uh, And so Donald Trump uh, galvanizing his base. And these are our clips of good Trump from the rally. Let's take it away. These are some barn burners. You'll love them. Lightsaber will flash and go. With Biden and the radical left, it's always America last. And that's what they do. You look at these horrible deals they make throughout the world. It's always America last. Everyone in Washington is obsessing over how to protect Ukraine's border. But the most important border in the world right now for us is not Ukraine's border. It's America's border. And we do nothing about it but let... People come in and we have no idea who they are. The first duty of the American president is to defend the American border. Before our leaders talk about invasions of other countries, they need to stop the invasion of this country. It's being invaded. We are going to start by ending Nancy Pelosi's political career once and for all. And then we're going to kick the Biden crime family out of the White House in 2024. We should pass legislation cracking down hard on any city or state that attempts to allow illegal aliens to vote. Only American citizens should vote in American elections. And if it were solely up to me, I'd have one-day elections using only paper ballots except for military and seriously ill or disabled people. North Korea is testing at a level like never before. The way they withdrew from Afghanistan was catastrophic and image-changing for the United States of America. Image-changing. That did so much to hurt our country. That was a moment that was so embarrassing and so horrible. And Joe Biden's weakness and incompetence is creating a very real risk of World War III. Look at what's going on. This would have never happened with us. Never even, it was never even a thought would have never happened. If you care about your future, your family and your country, then you have no choice. This November, you have to throw these raving lunatics the hell out of power and elect strong, smart, tough Republicans who will restore your borders, protect your safety, defend your jobs, and 
Put America first. In November, you have to throw these raving lunatics out of power, and the people cheered. They chanted, let's go, Brandon. Trump also saying, before our leaders talk about invasions of other countries, they need to stop the invasion of this country. Donald Trump's superpower is this. Donald Trump's superpower is very plain. He is able to say the thing that 80% of the country agrees with. It's so simple. He's able to say, we want out of the Paris Climate Agreement. We want more affordable oil in this country. We want better jobs and more manufacturing in this country. We want to build the wall. We want to put you in jail if you're a criminal. We want law and order. It's just simple, common sense things that resonate with the soul of a person because nature always wins. People want those things. Maslow's hierarchy. You want to live in security. You want food in your fridge. You want a roof over your head. You want to be able to let your kid play outside. You do not want people invading your nation and upsetting the established order. You don't want those things. People want to live in security and safety. It's something that the left gets enigmatically wrong. In so many ways, they have a uh, alternate reality universe that they live in. Mass formation psychosis is what it was called rather famously uh, by Dr. Robert Malone on Joe Rogan's podcast. It's this alternate reality that is created for power by the left. It's why you see this article on the screen right now about Justin Trudeau saying that he will not meet with the Freedom Convoy because of hateful rhetoric, but he would rather go to a Black Lives Matter rally. Yes, okay. COVID positive Prime Minister speaks about at an undisclosed location. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, an undisclosed location. Oh, yeah. It doesn't get better than that. He would rather speak to a Black Lives Matter rally. Well, we have a couple of data points here from Black Lives Matter rallies. The Black Lives Matter rallies caused billions of dollars in damages. Uh, many people were killed in them. I don't have an exact number, but there were a lot of deaths. The Black Lives Matter rallies were inherently violent. I personally went to a number of them. I was assaulted at them. We were threatened. I was as close as I am to this microphone to Rand Paul when he was leaving the White House on the night of Donald Trump's speech to the RNC convention. And Rand Paul and his beautiful wife, Kelly Paul, were surrounded and assaulted by a mob. I watched it with my own two eyes. And if cops weren't rushing in to do something about it, maybe I would have gotten involved. I don't know. But I do know this, that they were threatening a sitting U.S. senator. There has been none of that with the trucker convoy. Of course, these people are peaceable. Of course, these people have not rioted or broken any windows or hurt anyone. And if you say that they have, Justin Trudeau, why don't you present the evidence? Of course, he can't. Here's what Justin Trudeau says from his undisclosed location somewhere in the snowy white north. Clip 12, let's go. As my friend Erwin Kotler said on Saturday, freedom of expression, assembly, and association are cornerstones of democracy. But Nazi symbolism, racist imagery, and desecration of war memorials are not. It is an insult to memory and truth. Hate can never be the answer. Over the past few days, 
Canadians were shocked and frankly disgusted by the behavior displayed by some people protesting in our nation's capital. I want to be very clear. We are not intimidated by those who hurl insults and abuse at small business workers and steal food from the homeless. We won't give in to those who fly racist flags. We won't cave to those who engage in vandalism or dishonor the memory of our vet. I have attended protests and rallies in the past uh, when I agreed with the goals, when I supported the people uh, expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example of that. But I have also chosen to not go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric, violence towards fellow citizens, uh, and a disrespect, uh, not just of science, but of uh, the frontline health workers and, quite frankly, the 90% of truckers who have been doing the right thing to keep Canadians safe, to put food on our tables. Uh, Canadians know where I stand. This is a moment for responsible leaders to think carefully about where they stand and who they stand with. You can watch footage of Justin Trudeau kneeling for Black Lives Matter protests in Canada. You can see the footage. You can see it yourself bending down on one knee and saying, hey, there's people who want to be heard here. I'm going to hear them. Okay. Okay. On level, fine. Actually, fine. But it is so callous, hypocritical, enraging, despicable for someone like him to come out and slander something that has been nothing but a peaceful protest, to slander working class Canadians, working class people of all stripes, the people whose backs build the society. These are the people who work with their hands, their heads, and their hearts. And they simply want to remain free. The incredible thing about the difference between the left when it comes to BLM and when it comes to the trucker convoy is it shows you precisely what they are scared the most of. What they are scared the most of and what they know, and this is really the tell. They know that they are in the minority. They know. They know that they do not have popular opinion on their side. They know that they do not represent the will of the people. And they know that they've already lost. And that's why you're seeing this type of a genuflection from Trudeau. People who are in a position of power, people who actually have faith in their institutions and in their own ability to govern, they wouldn't be doing this. These are the tactics of the people who've already lost, the weaklings. And if you go back and reread uh, stories of uh, Stalin, Pol Pot, Mao Zedong, Justin Trudeau's father, Fidel Castro, and you look back at these dictators and you watch and you see with your own two eyes what happens when there are internal, when there is internal pushback in their countries, same tactics, same tactics, always the same tactic. It's the way the Tea Party was treated by Barack Obama and it's the way that Joe Biden right now is treating the movement of freedom fighters in this country. It is 
not going to work. The thing is that when you live inside of a representative democracy, when you live inside of a republic like we do, the true people who have the power are the people. It's you and me. And when we decide to say no, and when we decide to shut it down, you can find plenty of clips of woke activists on college campuses saying, we gonna shut this down. They can't shut anything down because they don't provide anything. They provide no goods and service services. When they leave the workplace or when they le- decide to leave society or do something antithetical to society, nobody cares because they weren't providing anything in the first place. When the regular people who check out your food at the store or drive your food to the store or clean the streets or fix your car, when the normal working class people who build a society upon which you build a society, not the hedge fund managers, not the liberal arts instructors at your local community college, the mechanics, the truck drivers, the cooks, the people who actually make a society work, when they decide that they are going to shut something down, they actually do, and they can. And right now they are shutting it down so that we can have a future. We stand with the truck drivers. We stand against the Justin Trudeaus. What a despicable thing. This man, this grotesque Muppet, wet, damp sock of a human being who's worn blackface more times than you can count. He's worn blackface more times than he's worn whiteface in public and nobody knows why and he's never had an accounting for it. He's never said why. He's never apologized. This guy is scum. And now he's going to go after the truckers. He's going to slander them as, what did he call them? Oh, think long and hard about your consequences, he says threateningly. He says, over the past few days, Canadians were shocked and disgusted by the displays of people protesting. Really? Who? Which Canadians? You? Clutching onto your children? And your wife? It's the same for all tyrants. It always ends the same, ladies and gentlemen. It always ends the same. They make the same mistake, and I'll end with this. The mistake a tyrant makes is assuming that indeed they have the power and the people are behind them. When in fact, all tyrants lose the will of the people almost immediately, and they often meet with real people real frustrations, and real-life consequences of their tyranny in their lifetime. Now, it's not not a hard and fast rule, but inside of enlightened Western societies where people have freedom, where people have agency, where people have bodily autonomy still, and even in Canada, well, it is a damn beautiful thing to see when the tyrants fall. It happened in this country in 1776. We fought a war over it, and we said, no kings here, all men. All men are kings in this society. The truckers in Canada are saying the same thing. While they haven't thrown off their yoke to the crown, I think Canada is still in the British Empire in some capacity. Those people are free, and they're acting like free men and women. And we intend to remain free men and women in our country and in Canada. That's why we stand in solidarity with our Canadian brethren. It's why we say keep trucking, honk, honk. And we are totally in favor of renaming Canada Truckistan sometime very soon. Let me know when the vaccine mandate for travel uh, goes away 
and I'll be right on up there with you. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Please like, share, and comment on this video. Please follow our pages if you wish to support us. And we thank you so very much for watching today. God bless all of you. God bless America. God bless Canada. God bless our truckers. See ya.